We are back. This is Metallicus Live. I am Eric Lyons, where we have all these exciting conversations with every amazing intellectual and brilliant minds within the Web3 industry. And today, it's International Women's Day. And what better way to celebrate International Women's Day than to celebrate with some of the most fantastic women in the Web3 crypto industry space. I have the absolute pleasure to introduce... Actually, I can't even introduce y'all. Y'all have met her before. You met CFO, Chief Financial Officer Arena. You've also met the VP of Product, Karen McHenry. And you have also met the VP of Engineering, Mara Wilder. Mara, Arena, Karen, thank you all so much for coming back on to Metallica's Live. How are you all doing today? Amazing. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. great. Hey, Eric. Hey, Karen. Doing pretty well. Hi, Eric. Thanks for the welcome. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure to have you all on. Now, everybody that's listening in, we have had Irina and Karen and Mara all on Metallica's Live within our past several episodes. So feel free to check those out on our podcasting platforms where we host Metallica's Live, including Spotify, Apple, Amazon, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're there. Now, let's get this started off. As I mentioned, this is International Women's Women's Day, and it's Women's History Month, for starters. And I would just love to go down the line, and we can start with um, Arena, then Mara, then Karen, if that's cool with you all. I would just like to take a moment to reflect, and reflect on that the first time y'all came into the fintech space. Was there a lot of things to over t- overcome in order to succeed in your careers? Um, well, I don't know if it's really a, a woman thing related, but in, in general, I'd say that any new industry you come into, you have to really learn a lot of things. Um, so when I came into, you know, the fintech and blockchain space, there was, it was just a whole other a uh, whole new learning curve for me. So um, kind of understanding the technology, understanding the uh, regulatory landscape, understanding the use cases, uh, that, was, that, that, that was kind of what shocked me a lot because I, I came from a little bit of a different space before when I was an auditor and a lot of my clients when I was an auditor were consumer industrial products. And then after that, it was uh, just like sof- software and technology. So in financial services uh, and fintechs, there is a lot to learn. And in fact, I was talking to Don this morning and I learned something new about how uh, certain um, things operate at a bank. So there's there's a lot of um, um, nuances and, and new information, uh, no matter where you come from, that, that um, you have to absorb. I guess it's my turn. Um- so, you know, uh, unlike um, Arena and Karen, I have not been in fintech that long, just about five years. But I've been in software for, you know, 30 years. And, and that industry, you know, unfortunately is, is uh, you know, not diverse enough. There are not enough women in it. So it, it, there have been struggles coming up through that industry. Um, though fintech itself, uh, I will say, has been, has been great. There is still a lot to learn. But, you know, I've felt welcome at every company that I've been at in the industry and, um, and, uh, and we're moving ahead. It's a good place to be. Yeah, you know, I would actually um, echo what Maura says. Um, prior to being in fintech, 
um, I wasn't a developer, but I was a product manager. So um, being the primary liaison with developers, there were plenty of times when uh, I was the only woman in the room, uh, you know, one, me versus 10 men. And it definitely takes some getting used to and wasn't always comfortable, but, you know, um, you, you just have to stand your ground and feel confident. But I, I do, I would echo that coming into the, the crypto space in particular has um, felt very welcoming to me as a woman. I've, I feel like um, people in this space are very open and, and generous with uh, thoughts and open-minded. Um, and, you know, I just, I, you know, I think we're seeing more and more women come into this space, but I can't wait to the day when it's, you know, more 50-50. It would be great. So when Karen, when you said that uh, it was a lot more welcoming and inviting when you came into this space, um, who are these people that that you are mentioning? Was it folks within the community? Was it folks within uh, Metallicus or people at conferences? Anything of that nature? Yeah, um, I, I would say the space in general, um, but certainly, you know, Metallicus. Um, is very uh, open and welcoming to all, and we're yeah you know, we are quite diverse um, across gender and race and geography. Um, but I, I I have found that the crypto space in, in general um, is a, an open and welcoming space for women, mostly. Yeah, maybe I can add something about Metallicus too, and, and um, we, we also have a very large uh, age diversity here, which is unusual sometimes for crypto companies. Uh, Easy. Yeah, it, it's, it's uh, <laughs> not talking about us. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we, we are not the only women, the three of us here, just, just so you all know. <laughs> we, we, there, there are, uh, other women in different functions in uh, within our company in different roles, um, and and that that's been a big deal because it's not just you know people don't come in here and say I want to be in the crypto company, uh, they come in here into Metallicus and say I want to be, you know, in accounting or in customer support or in um, in compliance and, and uh, you know there's diversity across the board um, at our company. Well, that's great because I was reading this article that came out in January of this year. And it was outlined by Forbes where they outlined that the crypto industry is male-dominated and that there is a massive need for women in crypto, which I don't disagree with. And um, it's just it sounds like a breath of fresh air knowing that there are certain – companies within the industry that are trying to break that mold and trying to um, have more diversity all across the uh, all across the playing field not just with race and age but also with gender and I think that's where Metallicus stands apart and just bringing out the best in everyone whoever they may be but it's been a work in progress, and um, I'm sure, Arena, you you've definitely seen um, it's you've seen this company grow for what was it, about three years, just the same as me, yeah, right? Three about three years ago, uh, I started a little over three years. I mean, the you know, I, I like 
to say that diversity is you know can be defined very many different thing, ways and uh, I think it's very important that you have different people who come from different points of view and backgrounds and experiences and that makes uh, I think our company strong or any company will will, will be strong because if everybody is exactly the same then you really don't have uh, a new view that can push you forward um, you know, some, sometimes it's very the most unlikely people you think that would give the best contribution, uh, you know, because you sometimes you generalize of what, what that could be. Absolutely. Were there any mentors in your lives? Um, and I'm not talking just in crypto and Web3, but as you all started your career, um, we can start with Karen, then Mara, and then Arena. Um, so I wouldn't say, to, to be honest, I wouldn't say that I had specific mentors in my career. Um, but thinking about this question, you know, my, um, I had three uh, aunts who, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't think too much about it. But in retrospect, it's pretty amazing because, you know, they all three went away to a four year school. And, and, you know, got college degrees, and this would have been in, like, the 50s. Um, so it was just kind of a, a normal part of my upbringing. And, I, you know, in retrospect, I think they must have been pretty brave to do that at that time. So there wouldn't have been very uh, many other women doing it. Um, and also, you know, I had three sisters, and but, you know, my, my parents did buy me Legos and race cars and quote-unquote boys toys you know one of legos was one of my favorite toys growing up and you know my parents um were very happy to buy that not, not just barbie dolls and, and and dolls so um again i didn't think too much of it at the time but now in retrospect i'm very grateful for that um influence in my life uh, i guess it's my turn um you know Similarly, I don't didn't really have um, a mentor that I could point to, Eric. Um, you know, I <laughs> I've always since since a child I've always been in a male dom dominated world. Um, I've got seven brothers. I've got sons and no daughters. I, I've been in software. I'm in sports companies. It's just kind of the way um, the way it's been. So I've just kind of got used to it. However, like Karen, there have been some experiences I've had seeing women who really excelled. Um, and one of them was early in my sports career. Uh, you know, some of my teammates when I was in college, they were so good, but there were no professional leagues at the time. And they went on and they played in Europe professionally. So this was a scary thing for me that you would, you know, leave your home, leave your family, go to someplace like Italy for a job playing professional sports. So, you know, I looked up to them and that was, that was great to see. And then in my first software company, this may be surprising to hear, but um, there used to be more women in software than there are now when I was first coming out. And a lot of people were surprised to hear that. It's actually gotten worse over the years. And so my first job was around 50-50 men and women. Um, and, and that was, that was, enough to keep me going in the career. I wonder why that is. Is it, is it just because 
the, the yeah, totals changed on that. Yeah, there are some studies that 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 it, that the environment has not been friendly to women, um, both in college and then in the uh, in the career. Like for women who leave to raise a family, it's a lot harder to get back in. Mm. So, I wonder if that's like that in the U.S. or if across the world the that changed. But that'd be interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't. So. Don't don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. It wasn't fifty fifty in the industry. My company was fifty oh, fifty, okay. mm -hmm. but the percentages were definitely still higher than they are now in the whole industry. Mm -hmm. I have a, a my brother in law is a professor, um, and so he saw a lot of women come through his program, and he did say during the you know the dot com boom, which was you know late 90s, early 2000s, there were a lot of women coming through the program. Um, and when that dot-com bust happened, you know, basically it went down to almost no women. And we never really recovered. That's interesting. I've never heard that. Mm -hmm. do, you think, do you think it's going back up or is it still a lot of work to be done? Well, there's plenty more work to be done. And, and I... I don't know if it's going back up. I haven't really paid as close attention, Eric. Hmm. I want to look up that statistic. What kind of program was your brother doing? No, oh, it's my brother-in-law. He's a professor of math and computer science. Got it, got it. Brother-in-law, my apologies. Not, not a problem. Yeah. What about you, Arena? Um, well, I, I started my career in San Francisco at Grand Thornton, where, um, you know, I, I didn't really know there was, there was a problem, you know, f for women or, you know, to be promoted, because it was very much not so at, at GT, uh, both in San Francisco and across across the country. So I was kind of lucky enough to be thrown into um, a position that didn't have, you know, any you know, real or, or perceived barriers. Uh, we have we had a lot of you know women leaders. We had a lot of other you know, diverse leaders at Grant Thornton. Um, so you know my I, I have some you know very I would say successful um, women um, partners of Grant Thornton and other public accounting firms that I still rely on who were my mentors. They were mostly my mentors about other things than, you know, gender um, promotion or gender diversity. Uh, they were my mentors in, um, you know, in technical skills and in, in you know, manager management skills and, you know, other, other things that kind of get you, um, get you through the, your career. Um, but what I, what I um, kind of like to say, and maybe, you know, if, if anyone cares for some advice is, you know, you don't have to look for mentors be you know women you can look for mentors to be somebody who um has the skills that you want to uh, possess and you know they could be leadership skills management skills or technical skills so i've been lucky enough to have some very uh, good men um who were men my mentors and at, at my company that um we did an ipo my boss you know the vp of finance at that company was a great mentor to me uh for for everything for a lot of um the skills that i have now um so find the right ones for yourselves, I guess, at every stage. And would it be good to have multiple if 
in those scenarios, would it be good to have multiple mentors or different types? I mean, I, I think so. I think, you know, different people can, you know, teach you or, or guide you into different um, directions and different things. So let me ask you this, and I want to start with Farina. Um, we've heard, we've we have a lot of good answers, such as um, being just used to um, growing up in um, career backgrounds where it's more male dominated. Some being more fifty fifty percent with um, women leadership, and um, just being able to keep on pushing and keep on bringing out your best of your abilities. But what keeps you confident? Even just for your day-to-days today, what keeps you confident? (laughs) Um, That's an interesting question. Um, I I mean, I, I like to, I like to kind of, you know, and I, I don't know if I always succeed at this, but I like to think before I speak or I have to, I have, I want to be like sure about what, you know, I'm saying or what the answer to a certain like problem is. Um, and maybe, maybe that's a woman trait. Maybe it's a personal trait, but um, I want to be kind of very prepared for uh, what I'm doing. And if I'm not, then I'm less confident. But when I am, I, I'm, more confident, I guess. Thank you. Now, Karen or yeah. Amora, either well, one of you, yeah. what keeps you confident? Can I can I just jump in, um, Eric? Please. So I I want to tell <laughs> I want to say that you know imposter syndrome is a real thing, right? And it doesn't it affects women, but it also affects other people. Like it's not just a female thing, but I think it is pretty high uh, in women because of the way some of us have grown up. Um, you know, culturally. Um, and, and I think I, I suffered from this for a long time. But for me, it's experience that's made me more comfortable and more confident because um, after a while, you you know, you get to realize that you do know as much as um, the other folks out there that you're working with or that you're talking with, regardless if they're other women or men or what have you. Um, and... I think experience is a big part of that. Right, because it'll just show that you know your stuff and you have the skills and the repertoire to back it up. Am I am yeah. I right about that? Or it, Exactly, and sometimes I don't know, right? Sometimes I don't know. A lot of times I don't know. But it's I'm also not afraid to ask or ask the right person or, or you know, or um, let somebody who do know, who does know, um, you know, control the conversation or, or what have you. I, I think it's important to be in an environment where you're not afraid to make mistakes or the wrong kind of statements. And I've been in environments where it was the opposite. And in public accounting, you know, Grant Thornton, you know, I spent almost 10 years you you sometimes will get in trouble. You know, it's not an environment where you can be wrong or can speak without being super super prepared and hundred percent sure uh, of what of what you're saying or you know delivering the kind of work. And um, I feel like at Metallica's there is an aspect of that because we are 
regulated. So we have to be very sure about, uh, you know, the role, the laws and rules and regulations we're following. But as a culture within the company, there's a lot of room for um, questions and you don't have to always know the answer will be right. Uh, I don't know how, you know, you all feel about it, uh, you know, who's here, but, you know, my, my boss, who's Marshall, it, you know, treats me that way. And I, I think we have a relationship like that. So that's, that helps with the confidence piece to me. I really appreciate that. Now, Karen, what keeps you confident? Karen? I think your microphone's off. Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah, no, I was just saying it's all a facade. (laughs) I definitely don't always feel confident. Um, But I think um, you have to kind of realize that um, everyone has their own foibles or, um, you know, feelings of insecurity or whatever and, and, uh, again, just just the experience of having been in different situations, not even just the experience of, of actual um, technical knowledge, but the experience of just being in lots of different situations and, um, you know, things that have gone right and wrong and, and um, being able to, to leverage that experience um, to ensure that things are moving forward in the right direction because you know, you know, you've been there, you've done it, you've seen, you've seen it happen. Um, I think that's, that's been very helpful. I appreciate your inputs on this. Now, Irina already mentioned this slightly, but um, let's say there's more than likely going to be women listening um, that tune into our podcast, tune into the Twitter spaces, um, Karen, Mara, um, and also Rina, if you have anything else to add into that, what advice would you have for them? Especially going into Web3, thinking that this is their interest and this is something that they would want to get started in and move forward with it. Uh, I have one, Eric. I would say if you see a job out there um, that you want but maybe you don't have all the qualifications that are listed still apply right um there's because we need so many different skill sets in our roles like if you don't have that perfect set of requirements that we've listed out that doesn't mean you couldn't still be valuable in the role and um and and i've seen this at other companies we won't rule you out because say you don't have like c plus plus or something and we're and we want that um we, we want diverse people, you know, uh, at least in my team we do. And, uh, and uh, definitely feel comfortable about that. What's the worst that can happen? We could just ignore you or, or, not, or you know, not bring you in for an interview. But there's lots and lots of jobs out there. So try. You never know if you don't try. And your results just might, just might amaze you. What about you, Karen? Yeah, I, I, some of the advice that I would give is, you know, first of all, um, 
do feel confident, you know, even if you have to sort of fake it until you make it, you know, if you're, if you're in a meeting, your voice uh, or your thoughts are important. So, you know, make sure you stand up and, um, you know, make sure your voice is heard because it is important. Um, and secondly, sort of similar to what Maura said, but if you think you might be interested in a, in a different role, um, let's say, for instance, you're in customer service and you think that maybe you want to be an engineer or maybe you want to be a product manager, just make friends with those people. You know, if you're in the office, invite one of them to lunch. If you're not in the office, you know, hold a meeting and, and um, you know, sort of find your mentor. And, and um, you know, that's how I think a lot of us got into d- different types of roles or different companies. So, um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out because other people are, are going to be happy to share their knowledge with you and you may find, you know, the perfect role for you. I, I like to say, and I say this to my daughter a lot, um, is, you know, before you ask, the answer is no. So definitely, you know, ask or apply or try. And then when the other way is someone offers you something and you say no, then that ends there. But you could say yes and try. Uh, and, you know, you should say yes to, you know, all the experiences, um, you know, that that interest you and maybe you're not even ready for them, but but if it's being offered. Um, I think there, there, there was, the, you know, kind of what Maura was saying, uh, you know, women sometimes, you know, won't apply for a job if they don't have 100% of the requirements, but men will apply even if they only have 50. Um, I, I don't know if that's true, but, you know, something, you know, to think about, you know, would, would I, <laughs> would I apply for it? Um, so definitely go for it. That's, that's the answer. I think that's how uh, a lot of the leaders where they've gotten, have gotten there. So I know it's really interesting that you just said, Arena, was um, before you ask, the answer is no. Can you build up on that? Um, I mean, I, I have to say this to myself all the time because it's very uncomfortable. Um, you know, sometimes what, you know, what, what you're asking for, what you have to do. Um, so, I mean, promotions, right. Raises, uh, things like that, or even interests, like what Karen was saying, if you're, you know, in customer support, but you want to be a developer or if you want to, you know, be in compliance, you know, unless you ask. The, you know, the answer, you, you're not going to get that position. You're not going to get that answer. Um, this doesn't obviously only go for women. <laughs> we, we, we have uh, this conversation a lot at Metallicus, you know, about people, you know, moving positions or, um, you know, asking to do more things uh, outside of their roles. I'm being a little bit maybe too specific about it, but um, I think that goes a lot with any experience. I think so, too. I just, I just never heard that before, and I love it. It just really stood out to me. Now, I don't know what you would all would consider yourselves, um, but I would personally consider you, Arena, Karen, and Mara as leaders within the Web3 space. Um, if you feel the same, I think that's fantastic, and I would solemnly agree. But being that, being le- women leaders in Web3, do you feel any pressure 
by that at all. And we can start with Karen, uh, Arena, and Mora. Um, no, to be honest, no. I, I, I find it actually kind of fun. I think, um, you know, it still sort of surprises people <laughs> to, you know, probably the most frequent question I get asked is, you know, why, you know, why are you a, you know, an older female in cryptocurrency? It's, you know, people outside of the industry think I'm crazy or there's something wrong with me, but um, maybe that's the biggest pressure I feel is, you know, still trying to explain to uh, sort of friends and family why I'm in this space, especially after uh, some recent events. Um and kind of evangelizing uh, the cause, um, but no, I, within the space, I, I, you know, as I reiterated before, I, I really enjoy my time here. There's always something to learn. There's always something new going on. Irina, do you feel pressure in being a leader, a woman leader in the Web three space? No. I I I think that you know I'm I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, we we talk about you know whether we're doing a good job or a bad job. I I have my um, kind of guide of what a good job and a bad job would be. So um, I you know I I don't feel like you know we're paving the way necessarily for women. Maybe we are, but I I think we just. We, well, maybe I'll say I am just doing the best that I can in my um, position and my role and, and my, I guess, Web3 world. Um, you know, and, and, and that, that, should, that should be enough, uh, I think, that uh, the, the contribution. Absolutely. Now, Mara, being a woman leader in the Web3 space, do you feel any pressure? I also don't feel any pressure. In fact, I, I feel energized to be in this space. And I'll tell you why. I'm a, I, I am a lifelong learner. I love to learn new things. And being in the crypto space, it's just an endless, um, an endless you know, smorgasbord of new ideas, you know, new technologies. And it's great. It's it's fun to learn from all the all the people I work with, you know, young and old and male and female. Uh, it's just a great industry to be in. So, um, no, I don't feel any pressure. Well, y'all are hearing this right here live and fortunately not in person, but on the Twitter spaces that these fantastic women do not sweat the pressure. They keep they keep it going one day at a time. And they're doing a damn good job at it, and I and I appreciate all three of you. I that's why I said I look up to y'all as women leaders within the Web three space. So if that if that for what that's worth, that's that's just my flowers that I want to give to y'all. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Eric. Eric. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, being that these women leaders in Web three, they're also leaders within the uh, Metallicus ecosystem. And now I got to ask some questions about that. And maybe Arena can answer. 
um, or maybe all of us can answer. Will Metallica's have any presence at upcoming events moving forward to 2023? Um, I prepared my answer because I knew you would ask. <laughs> so we are planning on being at Money 2020 in Europe. And you may see some of us uh, on stage there. And you know, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Of, uh, you know, it will be a surprise. Um, we are um, planning on being um, at consensus this year, some of us uh, in, in certain capacities, and then probably at the uh, Bitcoin Miami conference. Um, down, down the road, I think, you know, Money 2020 is always a really big, um, important event for us. So probably the Vegas Money 2020 will be another bigger one that all of us will attend. Um, but we should, we should be, we should be, um, kind of on site and in person, including the, you know, the three of us and some of the other management, um, pretty soon. So if anyone wants to meet up at, at any of the three already mentioned, but any, you know, some of them down the road as well. And you said money 2020, you said consensus, and you also said Bitcoin? Yeah, I think Bitcoin Miami. Um, Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Yeah. and it it may, you know, we we actually like to send not just the same people all the time. Uh, It's not, you know, just, you know, Marshall gets to go or or doesn't get to go. We, uh, some of you might remember that last year at consensus we sent, um, you know, our, our accounting um, person there and we had our CS team there. I uh, forget, like compliance sometimes get, goes to them. So it's, it's not just the execs who go, you know, for um, networking, but we also like to expose the rest of our team to uh, events like that uh, for their own benefits. Um, so that's, Absolutely. That's great. Eric's been to some of them, you know, in, in certain capacities. So um we see it as a learning opportunity, not just a way for us to you know, get on stage and, and you know, speak. Absolutely. And a lot of the people that we meet, because I, I can attest, I've been to um, Bitcoin Miami and um, this past Monday 2020. And um, the things that we're doing as a company, um, Metallica, is, that is, it's been fantastic. And it's just, been such an awesome experience to see how we grow out the brand, have people come meet with us in the booths or on the, the conference floor and even outside the conferences. It's just, it's been fantastic. And um, I have the dates right here for the upcoming um, events. Bitcoin Miami being in, in the middle of May. Then we got consensus. That's actually in the end of April. Um, and then we also have Money 2020 in Europe being in June. So those next three months, you should be able to see us um, in any way, shape, or form capacity. Drop by, say what's up, and let's see what that holds for us. I think also uh, maybe more, uh, you go to some local events, right? Yep, yep. I'm going to be speaking at a, a Women in Blockchain event in uh, in mid-April, um, and um, and probably a couple of other events this year. Um, you know, in the next few months, uh, nothing's confirmed yet, so I don't want to I don't want to say what I'm applying to. Did you oh, mention? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'll I'll tweet about that when it when the when it come when it gets closer. Uh, I'm also speaking at a local event here in Boston, so I, I um, advise a, a group of young women in blockchain called WeBlock. So shout out to Allison Rue from um, Hedera HGraph. She's um, started an, a nonprofit organization for uh, college uh, female college students in blockchain. Um, it's just getting up and, and going. So I'm attending uh, one of their events. Uh, next week, but I will also tweet about that. That's exciting. Was, was that your, is that your first time doing the uh, uh, the event with Weblock? Yes. Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I started learning a lot more about Weblock within the past few weeks, and I remember we met Allison Liu at one of the past events, and she's just awesome. Yeah, she's an awesome girl. Yep. Yeah, we're we're trying our best to get her on Metallica slides, so stay tuned for that, everybody. That's going to be a fun one as well. But, wow, so it's only March, and this is so far an announcement of our presence and the events that we're going to be. So only more to come from that. So please be on the lookout um, for us in your area, and that's and we're, we're all going to have so much fun together. Now, we talked about the presence at upcoming events now within metallicus is there can you give us any insights into the next releases on metal pay or proton that people want to know (laughs) (laughs) the people are dying Uh, they always tweet about it (laughs) i know uh on metal pay we have a lot to look forward to um we are um we're transitioning to a new banking service provider that's going to provide uh, noticeably more uh, diverse and uh, generally better um, banking services. Um, the new release of MP3 is also going to allow us uh, to develop new features uh, faster. Um, so once we get that out, that we have a full roadblock ahead of us, or sorry, roadmap ahead of us. Um, and um, also, uh, right now we support uh, debit card on ramps, uh, and we're just about to roll out credit card on ramps. Uh, so keep an eye out for all of those coming very soon. And can they get on the wait list for the credit cards? Yes, um, the. Credit cards I was referring to is just the the on ramp, um, but yes, our actual Metallicus uh, Metal Pay credit cards. There is a wait list that you can join on MetalPay.com website. Oh, so so you customers will be able to plug in their credit card, their personal credit card, and transact on Metal Pay. Was that what you were referring to? Yes, correct. Oh, that's going to be exciting. That's going to be yes. so exciting. Yeah, you guys are going to have to stay tuned for that one because that's going to be a lot of fun. And personally, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be all over Me my Me too. State. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the more fiat, we, you know, our, our big um, kind of push with obviously, you know, the, the bigger strategy for the company. And, and, you know, a lot of you have heard Marshall say that is, you know, fiat on ramps, off ramps for uh, crypto and blockchain products. 
So the, it's, it is very, very hard to do that with partners and with banks and, you know, with regulators. So we have to take it very slow. Uh, but this is a, a step that, that we are ready to take uh, with our partner. Um, so a new fiat on ramps, um, both in the U.S. and in Europe uh, for our um, users of metal pay. Um, and also soon, maybe not as soon, but for um, users of Proton. So in the countries where uh, metal pay is not yet available, uh, our next uh, big push with um, the compliance, the compliance team is to figure out when and where and in which order we can roll out both metal pay, you know, certain features of metal pay outside of the U.S. and Europe, you know, which kind of licenses we need in um, different countries for different features, and also uh, bringing more fiat on ramps to the Proton products that we currently already have. The DEX being one of one of the bigger ones. Uh, so that you know that would be a full experience uh, for our users. The Dex is getting um, some new features in the next, you know, very very shortly, probably within a week. You know, a couple of market makers are joining the Dex, uh, you know, providing liquidity and and um, you know working on the different uh, trading tools. Uh, and then uh, we have. A couple of coin listings that are about to be announced and launched on the decks, and um, you know there were there were a lot of guesses of what they are. I'm not going to be able to say what they are, which coins they are today, but they will be good ones, good teams, and good projects. Lots of things happening. Just lots of things happening on both products and platforms. Yeah. Yeah, Eric. Not to be not to be left in the in the dust, but Metal Blockchain. There's an incredible amount of development being done on Metal Blockchain. So I'm I'm not going to speak about any particular things, but you know, keep your eye out. We're building a lot of stuff on that. Um, announcements to come. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we're looking forward to those Metal Blockchain announcements. We are. We are. We're the community's waiting patiently. I'm waiting patiently. And we know it's just going to be fantastic. Well, there's also a lot of behind the scene work that's done. Uh, I know Morris' team is is very um, diligent at that, you know, of um, kind of upgrading and improving everything related to the performance of our products. Yeah, absolutely. Security, speed, um, and internal tools so we can support people a lot better, right? So our client services teams can, can just do a great job for everybody. Yeah, and, and in integrating different products, you know, MetalPay and, and Proton Blockchain and uh, eventually, you know, Metal Blockchain being, um, you know, in, in the mix of, of how things work, you know, under under the pretty app, you know, and, and under the, the hood, um, we, we're really upgrading a lot of um, a lot of that for his team. Yeah, I want to give a massive shout out to Mart's team, the engineering team, and also Karen's team. The product is just a lot of these features and a, a lot of these products and everything that they're capable of wouldn't be possible with these teams that I've just mentioned here. And a lot of things that have been coming to fruition this past year even plus has been the help of just how powerful and how tight these these respective teams are 
And so if I was wearing a hat, I would have taped it already. Believe you me. Believe you Thank me. Thank you, Eric. Your team was also excellent. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Shout out to client services. But we're only as good as the team that works with us. And that being finance, that being product, that being engineering, and that being compliance. And everyone else is everyone. This, this company is just so tight and we get it. We get the machines rolling so fast and so smoothly. And we just have a great team behind it. Which involves three fantastic women leaders in Web3 blockchain. So, before we get out of here, is there any final thoughts that we have from any one of y'all? So, I have another announcement that I, I said I was bringing a gift to this uh, to the spaces. Uh, oh. So, with the help of uh, our in-house artist, Paul Gray, uh, we're going to um, post a special women's international women's day nft uh and i would like to invite anyone here who wants to give uh a gift to a woman they know or they don't know or just to any woman uh they can uh tag them and paul will describe this in the tweet shortly after they can tag them in in the tweet in the tweet and then we can send them this nft to their web off wallet um so don't forget to give the women in your lives flowers today, and they can be via an NFT. Hey, that's so awesome. Yeah, you all heard that here, folks. And will that be um, on the uh, Proton XPR Twitter? Um, yes, probably whichever one Paul chooses to do it, but he'll probably let everybody know about this because it's a really cool... Uh, nft and i think it's a really cool gift you know right nowadays you don't you know back in the in-person days we would probably do you know live flowers for the women in the office and you know maybe your significant others would give you those as well since we can't all be in person um let's do it via web3 i solemnly agree and that's just a massive shout out to paul gray um, an amazing um, craftsmanship, artist, like art, like artistic, just prowess, and he makes a lot of these NFTs happen for us. So celebrate with us, celebrate with your significant other, celebrate with your colleagues and your friends, everybody that you value by staying tuned to our upcoming tweets on not only at We Are Metallicus but also at Proton XPR and at metal pays me for all of these new announcements um not not just the nft but most definitely the nft but also a lot of these new features and announcements that are just about to be rolled out that karen arena and mara have mentioned so please do that please stay tuned follow those directions in that twitter and you're gonna get yourself and someone else the most prettiest nft that you can get today where else can you get it nowhere only here any final thoughts, Karen, Mora, or Irina? I don't think I can top that. Ditto. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Eric, and uh, thanks everyone for coming. And let's keep it going. Hey, thanks, well, everyone. Been, thank you, everybody. It's been such an absolute pleasure. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was our CFO, Irina Burkhan. 
That was our VP of product, Karen McHenry. And that was our VP of engineering, Mara Wilder. This has been Metallica's Live. Once again, this was always hosted on the Twitter spaces, live and uncut. You can follow this at We Are Metallicus for the next Twitter spaces. And if you miss out on it, it's all good. You can listen to it on Spotify, Amazon, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. You name it, we're there. And also YouTube. My name is Eric Lyons. It's been another pleasure to be your host today. And we will see Yins later. And happy, happy International Women's Day. Thank you, Eric. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Thanks, Eric.